This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. Money is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we're we're finally back to our normal show here, Mark. Yeah, it feels weird to not just talk about one division. We, hey, we, you know what? To talk about the whole and the whole world of football. You know what? I got it. We're, we're going to go back to the AFC North because you weren't there that week. Yeah, we'll, so, we'll just start over. So, so we'll go back to the AFC North. We'll go back NFC. We'll go through all the divisions again until we go through football. But no, that's a joke, obviously. We're going to be hitting some real NFL topics this week. Not that the previews weren't real, but these are real news topics. Going to be hitting some contracts in the NFL, how the NBA contracts are kind of influencing guys nowadays. We're going to be talking about the J.J. Watt injury and then ending the podcast with a certain quarterback that the Denver Broncos should go ahead and target. Going to leave that teaser out for you. But let's start with the contracts, Mark. And the big thing we've been talking about on the fast break for what it's been weeks since free agency started is this big kind of a boom in the NBA with contracts where you're getting guys getting paid so much money now because of the TV revenue that's coming in and different revenue from this and that. And when it originally happened... There were NFL guys tweeting stuff out about, like, oh, how this is insane. There were some guys cracking jokes. Well, it's kind of getting serious now that guys are getting to camp and they're like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should be making more. One of those guys is Antonio Brown, who I'm I'm just going to leave you with this quote, Mark. And he said, uh, you have to take care of your guys. If a guy underperforms, you get rid of him. If he overperforms, you take care of him, end quote. So... My my thought here is really that obviously basketball has smaller teams mm-hmm. than football. That's basic here. All right. Basketball is also the kind of sport where you need you need more than just Aaron Rodgers or you need more than Tom Brady to win you some Super Bowls. What did LeBron fail to do in Cleveland until this year? What did he fail to do in Cleveland? Win a championship. What did he have to do? Go to Miami, play with three of the biggest stars, so that starting lineup, you have 60% of it is mm-hmm. absolute top-tier kind of guys. All of a sudden, you're able to win. All of a sudden, you're able to do it. So I kind of feel like in the NBA, you have to pay everybody big money. If you just pay one guy big money, it doesn't work out. So I kind of understand where in basketball, that's an obligation. Mm-hmm. For football... It's very different. We all know where the weak links are on various teams. We all can list those out. We also all know that quarterbacks dominate everything. I mean, you look at the list of the highest paid players uh, in the NFL for 2016, all quarterbacks. All quarterbacks until I'm actually literally scrolling down right now, and I still have not. There's Von Miller at number 14, Mm -hmm. the 14th highest player or highest paid player in the NFL. So it takes a while to get past these guys. Because in the NFL, it's really about that one key position. And then someone like Antonio Brown, I get why he wants more money. He sees that. But you just can't ignore the fact that they're different sports. I'm going to ask you this question because on my screen, I've got a list of 
the current contracts in the NBA. You've got on your screen the current contracts in the NFL. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. Can you just let me know the number one guy on that list? How much money is he making per year? The number one on this list is Andrew Luck at 23, repeat the threes. So yeah. 23 million. So he's making 23 mil. The top salary in the NBA is DeMar DeRozan right now, and I'm looking at basketballreference.com in case you guys are going to go in the comment section and tell me I'm wrong. But DeMar DeRozan, $26.5 million this year. By the end of this contract, he's going to be making $27.7 how million. Low, dollars. How low do you have to go down to find somebody who's paid less than Andrew Luck? You said $23 million yeah. a year? Yeah. Um. Well, the, that, that's what he's guaranteed this year. Yeah, the top 10 players, it's the top 10, make at least $23 million for the NBA. But here's what I think with this NBA, with the new guys coming in, kind of compare it to the NFL. The two that I was going to bring up, one of them is Timothy Mozgov. This is a guy that, for Cleveland last year, rode the bench. He now signs a deal with the L.A. Lakers making $16 million a year. Then you get a guy, I scrolled down, and this guy is a true bench player in my mind of Austin Rivers. He's making $11, 12000000 million a year. Mm-hmm. And these are guys where, I think that's the thing where the NFL guys get the most upset is when they see these bench guys coming in, getting these deals, and it's one of those things of, wait a second, why am I not getting paid? Like you said, Andrew Luck with his deal. He's getting 23, repeat the three, if we average it out. But if I'm looking at spot rack and we take it, that's another thing. Between NBA and NFL, mm-hmm. NBA does it where it's kind of like hockey does it the truest of, here's your contract, divide the years, that's what you get. There's yeah, no which front, makes sense. There's no front-loaded, back-loaded. NBA is close to that, but there's some wiggle room. With the NFL, it's completely like Andrew Luck for this year is making $12 million, but then next year he's making $7 million. Yeah, he gets a roster bonus and a signing bonus, but it's all kind of mixed up. The contracts mm-hmm. have a lot more I mean, you could get paid a dollar this season mm-hmm. and $100 million next season. Obviously, you can't really do that, but you get yeah. the point. Now, the the thing I will say, and, and I I want someone to get mad at me for saying this, uh, you know, a guy like a guy like Antonio Brown's complaining. You know, this bench player is getting more money than I am. Mm-hmm. You're a bench player too. You're not there on defense. You're sitting on the bench. You're not playing half the game. Actually, you're not playing more than half the game for most of these guys because you're not playing special teams either. Mm-hmm. I know that that's very nitpicky. But I just kind of think it's a dumb comment to say, hey, here's my here's my apples. Here are their oranges. I want to be paid like an orange. It just it does not work in this situation. Uh, and there's I get the rationale of. We are getting hit harder mm-hmm. than these basketball players. Well, they give up. They in the NFL, you're giving up your body on every yeah. single play. But at the same time, you're getting paid a shit ton still. Mm-hmm. I I know this is always the, the problem with talking about contracts. This is what it always boils mm-hmm. down to. How much can you really put that worth? That For me, 
I can never, I can't sit there and see someone who's getting paid, you know, $10 million mm-hmm. and see another guy getting paid $16 million and say, yeah, you know what? You're right because this guy's well, making this much. You should also make this much think, that you can't possibly spend. I think what it comes, the injury thing, the giving up your body and saying, hey, you know what? I play a more violent sport than these guys. Then ask that, for free health insurance. That, that's that's what you should ask for. That's a thing where I go, okay, I can see where you're coming from. But to me, the reason why I think Antonio Brown is making these comments is it's not about the, oh, how much are you making a year? It all comes down to the guaranteed money because mm-hmm. Andrew Luck in his contract extension guaranteed $87 million. Yeah, not if, that much over half. Not much. The highest paid guaranteed contract from this past offseason for Mike Conley in the NBA, $140 million. $140 million guaranteed. And he's the number one. If I went down to... 80, what, 87 If, anyone, if anyone's Luck? curious, I want you to know that that's what Andrew Luck's contract is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and he would and, be. And that's not the guarantee. Yeah, he would be the ninth highest paid player, guarantee-wise, in the NBA. You want to know Antonio Brown? He's guaranteed with this contract that ends in 2018. He's guaranteed about $8.5 million. I'm scrolling down. Let's see where he would be. Right around Festus Azili, 161st in the NBA. Mm. There are 160 players in the NBA getting paid more than Antonio Brown. Just put that into perspective a little bit. I think a thing to think about here, there's a few things. The NFL, I wish I, I wish I knew this better. The NFL network, their top 100 players. Was, Anton- mm-hmm. was Antonio Brown in that? I don't know. I, I assume he is. The way I look at it is who's going to be the number one fantasy wide receiver off the board this year? Yeah. Antonio but, Brown. You know, you, you say there's 160 players guaranteed more money. Uh, there's few things you need to think about. So, okay, how many players in the NFL? Or, I mean, sorry. How many players in the NBA? Okay, what percentage of that are getting paid above Antonio Brown. That's one thing you can think about. How many players are in the NFL being paid above Antonio Brown? Does that percentage equal out? You know, if you took somebody, let's say he is dead center, the 50th Mm -hmm. percentile. Half the players get paid more, half the players get paid less. That's not accurate, but let's say it is. Then you go and you look at the NBA and say, okay, where is the dead center? Where is the player where 50% or more, 50% or less? Okay, are those two players comparable? That is an argument that I feel that mm-hmm. Antonio Brown can make. If he is right there at the center and Antonio Brown, a great uh, a great wide receiver in the NFL, and then the other guy who's the equal percent next to him in the NBA is a scrub who gets, you know, 12 minutes a game maybe, 10 minutes a game, I think he's got a point. You know, in that case. But I think what it really boils down to for me is, okay, Antonio Brown, what are you actually upset about? It's not the dollar amount. It's definitely not the dollar amount. He's not going to be able to spend this much money anyways Mm -hmm. without wasting it on something stupid. In that case, he shouldn't have had it in the first place. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. What are you upset? 
Is it simply the fact, because they're competitive guys. We know they're competitive mm-hmm. guys. Is it simply the fact that he just wants a big dollar amount attached to his name? Because that just makes him feel that he has competitively well, beat other players? Okay, I don't think, and with Antonio Brown, and this is only... And it's not specifically him. Yeah, it's talking about it's, guys well, in general. The reason why we're using him as the example here is he made the comments. Mm-hmm. He said, if a guy underperforms, you get rid of him. If he overperforms, you take care of him. I think in Antonio Brown's case, and this is me, I'm not speaking for Antonio Brown. I can't speak for him. I can only tell you how I see it, what I can read into his comments. I think when it comes to him, he looks at that $8.5 million. He looks at what he did last year where he was the second leading receiver right behind Julio Jones by a handful of yards. Mm-hmm. He was ahead of Brandon Marshall, ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, ahead of the all-great one-handed catching Odell Beckham Jr., he looks at that and goes, okay, I'm one of the top five wide receivers in this league. I'm not getting paid enough. I feel like he sees these contracts in the NBA, and yes, that may influence him a little bit, but it's not a, hey, I should be getting paid what these NBA guys are. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm overperforming my contract, and I deserve to get then, paid what I'm. You know what, what I the, deserve. You know what the kind of temporary solution is? Don't sign a six-year deal. Sign a two-year deal, because if you perform really well, guys do. You get more money, and if you don't perform well, then you're getting your ass cut. That's the other part of the of the conversation. If you're not, you know, that's exactly well, what like he said. He if, says, you're, if, if you, you underperform, underperform, you get rid of them. Yeah. Exactly. So, which also that comment, I do want to point out that that's a dumb comment because you, it, it, just, it just doesn't really add up when a team is as big as NFL teams are. Yeah. And there's, a, there's 52 players on that the, team. The teams are different. I mean, in an NBA, you've got just limited roster spots. There's 53 guys yeah. on an NFL team that, I mean, the money, you could give an NBA team and an NFL team the same amount of money and just the if you split everybody's money equal of course the NBA guys are going to make more cuz there's less of them exactly i really think that you know it comes down to quite a few things i it's not the money to me it, i think it's either the status he just wants to see that big number and he's seen these NBA guys get big numbers and he thinks well people are going to think well, they're better athletes he, than me he's seeing NBA i think it's because and this is why I'm bringing in the NBA to this conversation. It's not the guys like Mike Conley or Mm -hmm. the guys like Dwight Howard or Al Horford or Kevin Durant, the guys who are starters. They're definitely going to be starters on their team. It's the guys like I would throw Timothy Mozgov in there, Bismarck Biombo, um, Austin Rivers, these guys who are either going to be bench players on their team they were either like Mozgov was a bench play. He didn't even play in the finals for the Cavs, who won the damn thing, getting mm-hmm. sixteen million a year from the Lakers. Bismack Biombo had what one good game where mm-hmm. he had a fucking bunch of rebounds and blocks, and he got a huge contract. It does pay into it because it's kind of one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm doing I'm doing more than these guys. Yeah. Why are they getting paid more than us? You can't say. That there's not a little bit of jealousy there. Sure. But it's completely, It's to me, it's also completely different worlds. I just think that, well, two things. One, I just want to say 
hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I just want to say, I don't think it's actually about the money is what I'm trying to say. I think it's purely that status symbol as one thing. Of, of hey, just, I'm one of the top Yeah, I'm one guys. of the top guys, and their mid-round guys are getting paid the same amount, are getting paid more than I am, so that must make me less of an athlete. Or mm -hmm. I still think, you know, if there's some, if you're going to make the argument as an NFL player of, hey, we're putting our bodies on the line, our sport is more dangerous than basketball, uh, Some so, someone in the comment section might get angry at me for saying that, but I'll stand mm -hmm. by it. Then ask for better health insurance. You know, ask to be covered for life for health insurance by the NFL. I think that simply sitting there, when you're getting paid $8 million this year, simply sitting there and saying... Hey, I want more money. Everybody sits there and they roll their eyes. If you make the argument of, you know, percentage wise, the average player is getting paid less than the average player over there. That's unfair. Okay, I can start to see your mm -hmm. argument. If you're saying something about our health and our bodies, I can get with that argument. It's just that when you sit there and you say, I'm getting paid millions of dollars, but I want to get paid more millions of dollars. I just sit there and I'm never going to be able to side with that argument. Well, and how the contracts went down was Antonio Brown drafted 2010. He played two seasons under that rookie contract. At the time, it was four years. Mm -hmm. He got four years. He was making about 300000 400000 then he got the contract. He was making five hundred thousand. Now he's up to the six million dollar mark. Like I said, overall he's making eight point five million guaranteed. Another thing that I think, and this is within the realm of the NFL, that I think if it was me and I was Antonio Brown, I'd kind of have a problem with it. Is you look at guys like, and these are guys who have either like. I'll list the ones that haven't even taken a snap yet in the NFL. You got guys like Kevin White, $16 million guaranteed. We've got guys like Laquan Treadwell is on this, getting more money. He's got about $9.4 million, hasn't even touched the ball. Doxon, mm -hmm. $10 million guaranteed. We've got a guy like Devonta Parker entering his second year. Didn't perform that well last year. He's got $10 million guaranteed. You've got Corey Coleman, $11 million. He hasn't even touched the ball. And I'm getting these from Rack. These are guaranteed at yeah. signing. You and know I what? know it's different contracts at different yeah. times, but that can also kind of get into the that, wound too. Oh, for sure. I think that kind of goes into my statement of don't hate the player, mm -hmm. hate the game. Get mad at the, at the yeah. system you have here. But here's my thing. All right, Antonio Brown, this is talking specifically about him, not about the whole issue here. But if you're upset about your contract, don't play. Hold out. Hold out. Because the Steelers... I mean, look at what Von Miller was going to do. He, he said, got his hey. money. He, well, he, was, he even said, he's like, you know what? If I don't get a deal, I'll just sit out the whole season. The Why Steelers risk my body? are a team that could easily go to a Super Bowl this year. Mm -hmm. They've got the players to do it. Antonio Brown is one of those players. You're not happy with your contract? Sit your ass out. Get paid. Or put your money where your mouth is. Can I ask you a question? This will be the last thing mm -hmm. I ask you for this kind of segment of the podcast before we move on. Yeah. Do you think when it comes to contracts between the NBA and the NFL, is 
oh, how do I want to phrase this? Does it influence the different leagues that both of them are obviously different? Where David Stern, the commissioner right before Adam Silver, kind of set up the NBA as a star-driven league where it's you've got your stars like Kobe, LeBron, mm-hmm. MJ, Magic. I'll even go back that far. You've got guys like Steph Curry now where it's a bunch of stars, Kevin Durant. Whereas the NFL has always been Roger Goodell is probably the bigger proponent of this. Of It's not about you, Cam Newton, as the star. It's about the shield. It's all about that shield, and it's about the integrity of our league, and nobody is higher than the shield. Does that influence it? No, I would disagree with that statement, actually. I, I think the NFL is all about the stars as well. You think so? I think really? so. Really? I, th- I don't think. Watch the commercials. How many Cam Newton co- commercials okay. did we see commercial, throughout this year? Commercials are different than, I mean, I look at the NBA, and it is all about the stars. Like, mm-hmm. you can't go two seconds without talking about these one players, whereas have in you, the NFL, it's all about Have you ever watched the a Packers game before? Well, or, that, Have you ever seen a Packers game? No, I usually don't watch the Packers unless right, they're getting so, beat so, by my Vikings. So let me let me talk to you a little bit about a Packers game. <laughs> They've got this player on this team. He's one of the best players to play the football game ever. Who should deserve more criticism than he gets, but go ahead. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is this guy who plays football. His brother won the Bachelorette just a couple days ago or something Apparently like that. Apparently Aaron didn't even know he was on the Bachelorette. Don't yeah, even talk to his I'm brother I'm pretty Jordan. convinced that, that I think her name is JoJo picked... I think his name is Jordan. <laughs> Jordan Rogers. Jordan yeah. Rogers. I'm pretty sure she picked him purely to meet Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. I'm pretty convinced of that. But it's funny that like you heard that, right? That Aaron Rodgers apparently doesn't talk to his brother. He does he wants nothing to do with this. <laughs> no. If you've ever seen a Packers game, you would know the absolute, you know, ass kissing that is done about Aaron Rodgers. Now let's move to the Patriots. Same with Tom Brady. Same with Cam Newton until, you know, the scrutinies happened after Super Bowl. Same with Von Miller this whole time. Same thing with Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Just list the players. You know, how many times you have to watch somebody just absolutely go to town about how much they love certain quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. It's a star-driven league still. It is. It has to be because you had the one man who's got the ball in his hand. And he's the one who throws the ball. He's the one that gets all the credit. But That's if how it I, is. But if I said, how about if I did this? Take quarterbacks out of the discussion mm-hmm. to the star-driven league? Or is it just the quarterbacks are the only stars? I think the quarterbacks are mostly all the stars. I do. But because in the NBA, I can give you stars. And for sure. I could hit every single position on the court. You can yes, hit most positions. Yes, there's less positions. But it's one of those things where I think... In the NFL, if the quarterback is the high, it's the mm-hmm. high glamour well, let, position. Let's talk, let's talk about this. You know, you're never going to have offensive linemen. Let's take them mm-hmm. out of the equation. You're never going to have kickers. You're never going to have punchers. Special teams is out of the equation except for Devin Hester because uh, he's amazing. <laughs> Who just got released. Yeah, he he did, unfortunately. But you know what? No, one, no surprise. Uh, so here's the thing. Okay, you can list players. Honey Badger just got his big contract. Mm-hmm. Highest paid safety ever. All right, Gronkowski, people are talking about his contract now. Is he going to be paid not the highest tight end, but is he going to get wide receiver money? Mm -hmm. How many Gronk 
commercials do we have? We're talking about his Instagram. We're talking about him partying all the time. And we love the fact that he makes scrambled eggs better than Tom Brady can scramble. So we talk about this. We have OBJ, who's the instant highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Every game we're talking about him. Josh Norman, we were talking about this man like crazy and the fight he had with OBJ. That's a rivalry that we're going to talk about all the time now because they're in the same division. You can list players. I don't know if I would say that they're at the same star level all the time as Andrew Luck, as Drew Brees. But here's, here's but they the are thing stars still. That they're stars, but it's different because it's all about. And I'm going to go back mm-hmm. to the commissioners that they had. We're in the NBA. These players, I I feel like they're encouraged by the league to. Build your brand. You look at LeBron, he's not just a player. He's a complete brand. You look at Michael Jordan. There is no jump man. There are no Mm -hmm. Air Jordans without Michael Jordan. He is a complete brand. Same thing for Kobe. Like, all these guys get their different shoes. You've got their different shoes. And I know for the NBA, on that comparison, well, kids are obviously going to buy gym shoes over cleats because... Unless you play football, it doesn't make sense to buy you're cleats. not wearing cleats. Yeah. But when I look at the NFL, Roger Goodell doesn't have that mm-hmm. same kind of, oh, it's not about your brand. It's you are not bigger than the shield. The shield is bigger than you. You are a part of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the – because how many times do we hear in the NFL the integrity of the game? A shit ton. Integrity of the league. How much do we hear about that in the NBA? Zero. Apparently there's no integrity. Goose egg. Well, I I think that football's always going to be viewed as more of a team sport than basketball will as well. Because there's 53 players on the roster. And not only that, but I mean, I think the average person watching basketball is not Mm -hmm. understanding the amount of work that the role player is doing to set up the player with the ball to do whatever he wants to do. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more that goes into basketball team-wise that people don't quite always grab where I'm bet and and football it's obvious because we got 11 guys five of them are blocking here three of them are blocking over there this guy threw the ball to that guy and now he's gonna run well I want to take this and I want to segue into Mm -hmm. the next thing that we're going to talk about on the podcast and I'm going to take it before we talk about his injury I'm going to take this contract stuff that we've been talking about I think in the back of my head while we're transitioning into J.J. Watt and his injury, is how many times have I listened to Colin Cowherd? Every day of your life. He's a believer of the you don't give defensive players big contracts like you give the quarterbacks. The reason being is quarterback touches the ball far more, influences the game more. The Mm -hmm. way he has always said it on his radio shows, if you listen to him, guy like J.J. Watt, He's on the field for a few snaps, might not even touch the ball. If the quarterback gets the ball out quick enough or the running back runs to the other side, he may be out of the play completely. A Still has an impact on the game, but a lesser impact than, let's say, a quarterback who's touching the ball every single time, whether it's to hand the ball off or throw the ball. Take that into consideration. J.J. Watt injured. We've heard reports could be playing week one. He has said, and I quote, he can't put a solid start date. He's mm-hmm. going to try to be back for week one, but he can't promise it. End quote. Could be out six weeks, could be out eight weeks. 
I mean, before we get into the injury, just contract-wise, defensive players. We saw Von Miller get a big deal. Are some of these players getting overpaid for not impacting the well, game as much as quarterbacks? It, they're definitely not getting paid that quarterbacks the way quarterbacks being played. Well, quarterbacks so I think are that's, always going to get more money. Yeah, so I, I think that kind of defeats the argument in a way a little bit right there because you're mm-hmm. saying they shouldn't be paid as much as this player. Well, they're not. So okay, they're, you're they're right. still getting big money. Like, they are. I mean, JJ Watt's on, got fifty one point eight. Your guaranteed. average starting quarterback is getting paid more than your average safety. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that alone kind of affects that right there. But you're right, you know the quarterback gets the ball in their hand every time. I think the people who I, I will expand a little bit on his theory. The only people you should give the really big money to are people who, in some way or another, are scoring a touchdown, whether they're throwing the ball, catching the ball, or running so it in. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, or if they're hitting a quarterback. So J.J. Watt, Von Miller. Yeah. So if they're one of these pass rushers, because those are the guys who, yes, are going to make huge impacts. And, I mean, it's tough to say that because I'm a Chicago Bear fan. I understand what it's like to not have an offensive line. So I understand Mm -hmm. the need to pay, you know, Kyle Long a shit ton of money to keep him in Chicago blocking for Jay Cutler so my quarterback doesn't get hurt. Because my quarterback gets hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a Tony Romo, really good, talented quarterback, gets paid a lot of money, sits on the bench all the time because he's hurt. You know, not winning me those games. I don't want that situation. At the same time, you know, you have a guy like the Honey Badger. He doesn't fall into my list mm-hmm. of people that should get paid big money. But he's a huge influence on the field, a huge part of that. Shutdown corners aren't on my list either. I'm going to throw this out here for the pass rusher part. And uh-huh. this is... This is kind of like a comeback that I know that you said you responded to the kind of point that I made from the herd. I'm going to throw out another thing he mentions on top of that. These pass rushers, how many times are they not getting hit, but they're a physical position? They're not as protected as the quarterback. So oh, no, more subject to injury, boom, J.J. Watt. He's injured right now, could not be on the field. Yeah. Six to eight weeks. You know, I think the quarterback is probably the only position that isn't guaranteed to be hit on every single play mm-hmm. that you're on the well, field. Well, because we're protecting them more and more every year. Yeah, and I mean, in a simple, if you do a quick throw, let's say we have we throw a quick, uh, quick slant, maybe at most mm-hmm. it takes you three seconds for this play to happen, there's a good chance nobody has gotten to the quarterback. Yeah. The pocket's fine. So, you know, he's the only position that's not going to get hit all the time. I, I don't know because here's the thing. Uh, the whole topic of conversation with the Houston Texans is, is his J.J. Watt's injury going to ruin the season? But let's say that it's only like a two-game injury and he's back on game, you know, week three or something, and they he dominates. Mm-hmm. I don't care that he was gone for those two games. We still got to the playoffs. Well, yeah, it's the here's what I'm looking at. It's kind of a boom or bust situation here. To go on – to go on to that part of, is mm-hmm. this injury going to ruin their season? I'm going to use the six-week marker, the six-week timeline as the kind of base. If he misses six games, Houston, you are not making the playoffs. You are not. Because how I have it, out of your first six games, one game you can win without J.J. Watt. And that's because you're going up against Mar- Marcus Mariota. And... 
the the reason why is, and I know you're probably sitting there going, yeah, but we still got Brock the Cock, we've got DeAndre Hopkins, we got Lamar Miller. Oh, that's cute. However, I look at the quarterbacks that you're going to play. Jay Cutler, I hate Jay Cutler, I'll be honest. But without J.J. Watt to hassle him, Cutler can throw all day. Alex Smith. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, can beat you without J.J. Watt if he doesn't have a guy like J.J. Watt harassing him. If you let him be comfortable, it's a problem, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater can beat you without a J.J. Watt. And I think Andrew Luck can beat you without a J.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. And then if he misses Week 7, Week 8, it doesn't matter because neither Mark Sanchez or the mess in Denver are going to be able to do anything against you. If he misses six, six weeks, if he misses six or eight weeks, it's still the same for me. They're three wins heading into the bye. They're three and five heading into that bye week. Yeah, it's just a shame because that's what I'm saying. We're like a guy like this. He's boomer bust here. Mm-hmm. You just need him on the field. You don't even care necessarily if he's there for all the games as long as he's there when you need him. And in this situation, he's not because you you mentioned the Bears, you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo's Patriots, uh, and the and the Colts as well. These are all kind of toss up games here, but without With a JJ Watt, I without mean, that oh. key piece, you're you're gonna let guys you know be too comfortable because mm-hmm. the weak side of a Chicago Bears, the weak part of a Colts. I mean, besides their defense, is this offensive, offensive line, line. Same not with the protecting Patriots. the quarterback. Same oh, with the course. Patriots. And the fact that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have Tom Brady's experience, so you get him a little frantic, we assume that the young quarterback's not going to do well. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just unfortunate timing. So when it really comes down to the does it ruin the season, the longer he's out, obviously the less likely they are to, to do anything that's going to be, you know, playoff worthy. And the only reason I'm giving you guys an inside look to – my wins and losses on the Texans is because for our season predictions, I don't got them. Sean does. I've got the Jaguars. So, I mean, even let's say he comes back after the bye week 10, I've got him losing two games with J.J. Watt. They'll lose to Jacksonville on the road just because I like Jacksonville, and I think they'll split, and I really like the Raiders this year. So I think the I think the Raiders can beat them in the black hole. After that, though, I mean, you're, you start the season at that point 3-7, and seven, you're kind of panicking, but then you're not. Chargers win. Aaron Rodgers, not a chance with J.J. Watt. Andrew Luck, not a chance with J.J. Watt. Blake Bortles, you're not going to beat Houston at home. Cincinnati, Tennessee, not a chance. You win out the rest. However, that's only good enough for 9-7, mm-hmm. and seven, and you miss the playoffs. Now, see, in my situation, because once again, you know, I also don't have the, the mm-hmm. Houston Texans. I do have them getting into the playoffs. I have them at a, as a 10-6 team. But I also think that J.J. Watt, I do think he's only going to miss like four games. I do think he'll be back to, for either the Vikings game or the Colts game. I think he's going to get his way back in there. And then they can win that toss-up Colts game, which is probably enough to get them into or that even, playoffs. Or even the toss-up. Well, uh, he, and They'll compete is, against the Vikings. This is the big—they'll compete against the Vikings, but I'm not—like, just with J.J. Watt back, I wouldn't definitely give them a win over the Vikings because— on top of, and the reason why I have them so bad without J.J. Watt mm-hmm. is Brock. I do not think, I don't think that Brock is your answer in Houston. And when I say that, I'm not saying the he's a shit quarterback, get him out of town. No, but I'm saying he's not as good as you think he is. And the reason being, the big one is, 
and I'm using this reference, Mark, I told you I was going to use this reference in our pre-show, was, going to mention him again, The Herd, mentioned his four reasons why Brock won't work. The one that stuck out to me the most, John Elway wasn't interested. That hits a chord with me. John Elway, a guy who has succeeded on the arena football level, he succeeded on the NFL level just winning a Super Bowl with mediocre quarterback play, didn't want this guy. Offered him a contract, but wouldn't go above and beyond to keep him in Denver. He He, wanted him to an extent. He had, well, and it's also, he had this guy for four years. He knows what he's going to get out of Brock the Cock. Mm -hmm. So for John Elway, it was a, this is what you're worth. Brock said he's worth more. John said, okay, I don't want you. That's how it went down. So... If John Elway didn't want him, is he really going to be that good of a quarterback for you? I also think it's worthwhile to point out the fact that John Elway did pull him out of the game, too. Mm -hmm. Week 17, pulled him out and gave it back to Peyton Manning, uh, which Peyton Manning lost his job to Brock Osweiler. It's worth noting. Now, I think that the Houston Texans are a good team. I think that they're going to be, you know, pretty, pretty much all right. You know, the the two, of course, important things that I'm going to say, well, I guess the one thing that's important is really DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I don't think much else really matters. Of course, Lamar Miller being there is a huge, huge advantage. Well, it's more of a consistent run game than with Arian Foster, who was always injured. I think that there's enough pieces to this team, uh, you know, just to get by to make him look better. But this defense here... J.J. Watt or not, I think that they will be able to keep games close and they will be able to get off the field quickly because you still have Jadavion Clowney, who, yes, he has to Mm -hmm. live up to the expectations, but you have Cushing, who's absolutely insane. Always injured again, too. Yeah, but absolutely insane as well Mm -hmm. is what I really want to say. He was the one that, um, what, he made the tackle without his helmet or pulled off his helmet? He he pulled off. Bleeding all down his face. Well, my favorite always is that the clip of him uh, without a helmet headbutting someone with a helmet. Oh, yeah, that was it. And Uh, then he started bleeding. That was it. That's what I'm thinking. Because all I can think of is the blood just coming right down his face. And I remember, I don't know his exact quote for it, but something like, yeah, that was a bad idea. I shouldn't have done that. Like, yep, yes, you shouldn't have. But, like, they got so many guys here. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I think that everything about the Texans should be fine. J.J. Watt just takes them from that team that is going to be pretty dominating to that team that is just getting by with enough. Let me put it this way. You want to know how important J.J. Watt is to this Texan team? You really want to know how important he is? I guess so. Think about the Super Bowl last year. Think back to the Super Bowl. Take away Von Miller. That's like taking J.J. Watt away from this Texan mm-hmm. team. Well, you even take, before that, the conference game, too, you take, even more so. You take Von Miller out of that Super Bowl, Cam Newton runs all over you, passes all over you. Yeah, they drop some passes, but without Von Miller, Cam Newton defeats you in Denver. Some is an understatement on those drop passes. Some. There were a lot of them. But, I mean, that's the kind of impact that J.J. Watt brings to your team. And with me, I, I am on the side where... I think there's game, and you you could be sitting there going, well, Ricky, you had Jacksonville and Oakland. That's me telling you that Blake Bortles and Derek Carr are going to perform better than Brock the Cock in those games, even with J.J. Watt back. Which I don't think is that 
that surprising of a statement to most people. I think most people probably understand that Brock the Cock is just kind of a above-average quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't think people expect him to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, or I guess the more the more equal mm-hmm. comparison would probably be Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't think people or expect him to be Tom Brady. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, whoever you yeah. want to compare him to. But And the only reason I'm giving the Texans the win over the Broncos no matter what is because – Brock is better than whatever they have in Denver. You know what I want to say here? Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to me if this game against Denver, Von Miller just lays him out, just takes him out of that game. Like injury is what you're saying. Just like tackles him, boom, he's done. I don't know, concussion. I'm not saying I want the guy to get injured. I'm just saying that it would be, I don't want to say that fitting is the right word, but it would be interesting of like the, we didn't pay you. Because we wanted to pay this guy, and this is why. I'm not going to give you an exact win-loss count for the Broncos because I actually have them in the prediction. But, guys, I will tell you this. Broncos are a double-digit loss team this year in my books. But I want to move over into those Denver Broncos. And this is kind of a hypothetical kind of, I guess you can call it a speculation type of topic from us here at the onside kick. We... Got this idea from, I played a little clip of you from The Herd, and it was Nick Wright who was on The Herd today. He mentioned an idea, and at first we weren't going to go with it, but you decided, I'm going to put the blame on you, Mark. You decided. Mm -hmm. You wanted to talk about this. It's interesting because what Nick Wright said was basically Denver should go to New Orleans and say, here's two first. Here's our next two first-round picks. Give us Drew Brees. Should it happen? Should that be the case? Should New Orleans take it? Should Denver offer that? Well, I feel like if you... I'll take it from this standpoint first, and then we'll talk about Denver. Mm-hmm. For for the Saints, you're a rebuilding team. You know you're a rebuilding team. You know you're not winning any Super Bowl this year. You know you're probably not going to the playoffs this year. I got them 7-9 and nine this year, and that's only because of Drew Brees. That's fair. You know, you have the... They just went to the Super Bowl Panthers. Mm-hmm. In this division. So you're not winning it. That's fine. You're probably not going to go to the playoffs at a wild card spot because there are too many good teams there. You've got the, the Bears, Packers. The Packers. The yeah, Seahawks. Exactly. you got the Seahawks. You Even know, the Redskins. There's too many of these teams there. You're not competing with them. So you also look at Drew Brees and say, hmm, 37 years old. Maybe two years out of you. Mm-hmm. But even so... You know, we're not a playoff team. We just established that, and you are on your contract year. You can walk. Well, and Drew Brees has said if he doesn't get a contract by week one, he's not talking about it the entire season and will hit free agency. So they have, what, four weeks now? They have four weeks to get a deal done, or else he's going to hit free agency. So I just think that the Saints have to be smart about this and say, yes, we know that Drew Brees has done so much for for our organization but he's not going to do anything while he's he's not going to do anything while we have him left so let's get the most out of mm-hmm. him that we can it's something that honestly i don't think nfl teams do as well as nba teams as uh, nhl or mlb teams football is probably the worst at this you know trading the guy when he's best to trade for you to take advantage of him if you're going to be offered yeah, I don't even care if the Broncos go and win the Super Bowl the next two years. If you're giving me two first-round picks, 
32-32 in this situation, I need first-round picks. I need better players because I don't have those players right now. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take two first-round picks for the next two years. That's great. That's great. I can rebuild my team now. Yes, I don't have Drew Brees, who's a great quarterback, but you know what? That's fine. That's fine because I'm not going to win a Super Bowl with him anyways. Let's use the 2016 NFL draft as kind of a barometer for if you had two first-rounders. Let's just say they had two first-rounders this year. Could they have gotten a quarterback to replace them? Well, well, this year, no, because there's nobody we're taking. Just well, put it out there. I Hey, you know what? I'll even throw out there and say you could have, let's say you got that last pick, which was the 31st pick because New England didn't have one. If you had that pick, you could have taken like a Connor Cook. You could have. And there's going to be a guy in next, there could be a guy in next year's draft. No, there will be because he's a senior. In next year's draft by the name of C.J. Beathard. If you're not a college football guy, he's the quarterback for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He's... Remember Ricky Stanzi? Ricky Stanzi. But to me, he's a guy who... He's a better version of Connor Cook. He's a better version of that. You could get him late in the first round if he rises up to. Because I think that Iowa's going to have a good season... He could be in first-round talks at the end of the round. You can get guys in the first round. Or you could have even said, hey, you know what? We're going to try to package these two picks, do kind of a, if you had a Jared Goff or a Carson Wentz that you felt good about, hey, let's package these two to try to move up with a team. You know what you can do as well, of course, is just say, forget about that. There's going to be some quarterback you know, roaming around looking for a job. Sam Bradford, Jimmy Garoppolo, one of these type of guys. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo will have four games to try and prove himself, Mm -hmm. so why not? You can get a a good estimate there. So you got two first-round picks the next two years. Load up on defense. Get some offensive weapons. Just go for BPA in this situation. Forget about the quarterback because you can get somebody serviceable, and you can figure it out from there. I mean, it's something to think about for sure. If you are the Saints, don't fall into the trap Mm -hmm. of the kind of special place that Drew Brees has in your heart. Because we all know Drew Brees has a special place in your heart. Post-Katrina, won the Super Bowl, kind of helped rebuild, at least give some— He built New Orleans. I I don't want to say that because there's still a lot of issues in New Orleans, but he at least gave everybody something to watch. He gave them hope. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. And so you got to ignore that and think about— the longevity of this organization and what you need to do to build yourself a you know something sustainable make a business decision not an emotional decision yeah that's what you got to do but i mean look at the other side denver you got to do this in a heartbeat you've got to you do can it. pull it off well the reason why i would offer it up if i was denver if we're going to look at the other side now for a little bit you just got to the super bowl with Brock DeCock and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, who was going out on a last leg. And you've got Von Miller back. You still have this defense there. Why not bring in Drew Brees, who I think can come could come in and do the same exact job that Peyton Manning just did, except for one, dif- except for one difference. Mark Sanchez won't take his job for a little bit. That no. won't happen. So, I mean, and it's even if you have him for one year, 
if it's another Super Bowl, it's another Super Bowl. Nobody in Denver is going to complain. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think that the Broncos do have to be careful with something like this um, because they are just kind of – you well, do set up a disaster in your quarterback. Right? No, 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 because this is what you can do. You don't have – you're the Broncos. You already drafted your quarterback. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is even if it's one of those things where it's like, okay, Drew, we'll give you a two-year deal. We'll give you a three-year deal at the mm-hmm. most. You can take him and kind of have a Brett Favre and Rogers situation where it's like, we got you this year. We'll give you a contract extension. Here you go. Not a huge, I'm not saying a huge one, just enough to kind of bridge the gap to let Paxton Lynch take some pressure off of him so he doesn't have to come in because he's got Drew Brees ahead of him, a guy who mm-hmm. we know is on his last leg, isn't like Tom Brady and is going to say, hey, I'm playing till I'm 100. Yeah, I think you got to cut Mark Sanchez in this situation. you got to get rid of him. I say, uh, I think you got to. Cut either him or Trevor. Sanchez they both is suck. Com- but Sanchez is coming in here expecting to make, start. Making the more money, yeah. I, I'd cut either of them because, like I said, they both are garbage. I just think for the Denver Broncos – the only reason why well, I, I don't think they're going to do this. You could cut both of them and just hold two quarterbacks. Uh, the the thing is, for for the Denver Broncos, they're going to be mindful of the future because you know they just had a huge deal with Von Miller. Mm-hmm. They struggled to have the money to be able to do something like that. Now you're going to have Drew Brees. You got to get kind of fancy in the way you mess with your money to get a guy like Drew Brees. Well, you're going to have to do that, but it's one of those things that I think John Elway can think, pull it off. I think it's kind of a dangerous move at the same time. Even though it's great, you can win a Super Bowl this year, you can win a Super Bowl possibly next year, who knows. But you do kind of set this team up to be, we're winning now, and then we're going to fall off the face of the earth. It'll become very difficult to sustain anything because this team is basically, I don't know, you're just kind of continuously piling stuff on top of it, ignoring the fact that you don't have anything holding the base of this. And mm-hmm. once you get that Super Bowl, maybe that's enough. Maybe you're happy with a second Super Bowl, but then it's I'd all going to kind of fall a second apart. Super Bowl. It's one of those things of how quickly do you want to start the Paxton Lynch era? Mm-hmm. That's it. Because right now, I'm in. I'm in the same boat as Nick Wright. You know what? You got a good thing going. You just need that that quarterback. You need that quarterback. That's the main reason why I have them as a double digit loss team is because of their quarterback situation. Like, that's the main reason, because that's the most important position I, in I the NFL. I still think that everybody who says—I don't think that the Denver Broncos are going to be amazing this year, but everybody who, you know, they're, they're just forgetting that Mark Sanchez was on the Denver Broncos his rookie year. He was on the New York Jets, but it's the same team. Great running situation, great defense. He just has to be okay. Everybody but ignores that. I don't that. think he's okay anymore. I think he'll be just fine. I don't think he is what he is, and I think that they have enough of a debacle there with him, Simeon, and mm-hmm. Lynch. That's the one thing he never had to deal with in New York. There was no one behind him until Tim Tebow showed up. His spot. No one really threatened his spot. Tim, Tim Tebow had a lot of fans calling for him to start. Well, I mean, wherever he went, he had a ton of fans. He won a playoff game. He did. He won. That was against the Steelers. He beat the Steelers he also beat, he also beat the Bears. Or no, I'm sorry. Marion Barbarian beat the Bears. That's yeah, what he, happened that game. He lost. Game. Yeah. Marion Barber defeated the Bears. But I, I'm in the boat of you do it if you're the Broncos. You know what? You've got a good thing going. A guy like Drew Brees can win you another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
Kick well, yeah. that can down the kick that can down the road. I think it's Paxton a, Lynch will be fine. I think it's a win win for both teams, really. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that the Denver Broncos are. If you if they do this move, they have to win a Super Bowl. They have to win one. Oh, they do it's because kinda, they're leveraging the future on it's this. It's kind of like I'll compare it to to bring in basketball again. It's like the Warriors bringing in Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. It's you're bringing in that guy to yeah. You've got to win the title now if you bring in Drew Brees. But I got one question for you before we close off this podcast. All right, one last question. Peyton Manning was cited at. Dolphin and New Orleans Saints camps this week. Mm-hmm. What do you? What, what, what's your read on this? And is this a Peyton Manning can't get away from the game, or Peyton Manning trying to get his foot in the door for either coaching or an executive position? For sure, Peyton Manning will be coaching some team in the next, you know, five years. Quarterback, coordinator, head coach, probably a qu- starting at quarterback coach. You know, I, I really think that. They'll probably set something up for him either in Denver or uh, in Indianapolis if he's not going to be in at Tennessee. What about Miami with Adam Geis, ex-offensive coordinator? I just think that Peyton Manning's the kind of guy where he'll go with one of his personal connections. And I know that he worked with Adam Geis, but I think he'll go with somewhere that he was at. Mm-hmm. He, he, to me, he just feels like that kind of guy who wants to help out someone who helped him. Uh, this is not the year. I think right now he's probably just checking things out. He's probably helping a little bit, you know, being a nice guy that Peyton Manning is, um, you know, bringing pizza by or something, who knows. But I just kind of feel that this is not the year. Next year is probably not the year, but then he's going to get bored. You can only play so much golf Mm -hmm. and eventually you got to do something. And I think he's going to come back. Honestly, I think he skips the Tennessee. He skips college. Gets a job straight into the NFL, being a quarterback coach somewhere. But that's going to do it for the onside kick this week. And before I do my old mumbo jumbo, what I usually do to close the podcast, we got a special announcement here at MVP. And this one's kind of special. It's usually with you, Mark, it seems like I'm giving special announcements to our fans about you each and every week now. That's how it should be. First, that you're getting engaged, Mm -hmm. a bunch ahead of all of us here at MVP, putting, putting the, uh, the old clock on us now to uh, follow you there. Yeah, what but are you guys waiting for? You're also releasing your, is this your first full album? First full length. First full length album, and mm-hmm. I'm going to screw this up. I hope I don't. Science of the Soul is what it's called? Correct. It is Science of the Soul. If you guys want to check that out, that's going to come out the 9th, right? Next Tuesday. August 9th, yeah. Next Tuesday, Tuesday mm-hmm. yeah. So if you guys want to check that out, iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, am I missing any of them? Um, I mean, it's basically... Anywhere that you're currently listening to music, you should be able to find it there. So you can just type in Science of the Soul and find it. But the main reason why I brought this up is we are going to have, you got to check out MVP on Monday. That would be August 8th because we are going to have an exclusive MVP single from Science of the Soul released live on our channel. So you got to check that out. It's going to be Monday at noon central is when we are going to drop that, the exclusive from Mark's first full-length album, Science of the Soul. That's going to do it, though, for the Onside Kick. I want to thank you guys all for listening. Our Twitters are down below in the description. Make sure to head over to patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast to help out the channel, support the channel, more so than hitting the like and subscribe button, and obviously commenting down below. I want to thank you guys yet again for checking out this podcast. We will see you next week after 
the Hall of Fame game. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.